If you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear more about or questions that you're hoping that we could maybe address on a future podcast, you can click the Get in Touch box right on our website at ktsmoneymatters.com. And the Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money, available either on our website, KT's Money Matters, or on Amazon. Or of course, you can find our link in the show notes. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hey there, and welcome back. This is KT Thomas at KT's Money Matters, coming to you with your tips and quips and ideas about how to make money, grow money, save money, maybe save money while you're spending money, which is the topic of today's show. One of the things that I think is a little deceptive is the idea that you think you're out there shopping on the internet and you're comparing prices amongst multiple vendors for all kinds of things. And really a lot of times you're actually doing business with the very same company or families of companies that present themselves as competing when in fact, they're actually kind of all still working for the same company. We're going to talk a little bit about that and we're going to talk about it in one of my personal favorite categories, travel, something I love to do, something I know many of my Money Matters community listeners are paying attention to too. So stay tuned through the break. Much appreciated. Your host, KT Thomas, is the Director of Portfolio Services at New Day Solutions, a firm offering expertise in retirement planning with more than 25 years of experience, dedicated to high net worth individuals, families, and business owners. We work with you to have a coordinated approach for your comprehensive investment goals providing concierge service for all generations from a team who can see things from your side of the table. Go to NewDaySolutions.com for more information. Hey, thanks for holding on. I got to tell you, one of the things that I resent the most is when I feel like I'm being tricked. I'm purposely being marketed to in a way that has me thinking that these companies are actually competitors. This could not be more exploited than in the travel space. Although we could talk a little about assurance companies too, but let's stay with travel for a while. I spent a little bit of time looking at things like peer-to-peer companies like HomeAway, where you rent part of somebody's home, this idea of the sharing economy. And then I looked at straight up, you know, rent a home, rent a hotel room, book an air flight, or any of the ways that we love to travel. And Americans are big travelers. So we really enjoy this. And we think there are all of these tools out there for us to be able to compare and shop and come up with what we think is the best alternative for what we're trying to do. However, if we pull up the cover just a little bit and take a look, we are going to find Expedia. Now, many of you remember Expedia as an internet website where you can buy plane tickets and hotel reservations and rent cars and put together packages. However, 
Maybe what you didn't know about Expedia is that it owns Hotels.com, VRBO, Ingencia, if you travel overseas, Trivago, if you're trying to compare sites to find out what the best information is, HomeAway, if you're trying to rent your home, Orbitz, Maybe you're a Travelocity person. God knows I've used that site a lot over the years. And then Hotwire. I started to wonder about this when Trivago started doing data scraping from a variety of other sites and putting the costs of hotels of all the other sites all on one app. I thought to myself, this is an amazing amount of data collection. I wonder how they're doing this. Well, guess what? They're feeding it to each other. This is really interesting because it creates the sense that there's com competition and that you could go buy that ticket at Hotwire and do a little bit better than if you bought it, say, at Orbitz, except that you're really buying it through Expedia, who is the industry leader in this $1.6 trillion, with a T, $1.6 trillion travel industry. So you think you're wheeling and dealing and you're looking around for the best prices and you're shopping and you're trying to figure out what's best. Maybe you're looking at different sites, but the reality is most of the time you're actually doing business with the same big company. I'm going to give you a minute to just think about that. So we're all being marketed to as if there's competition and free information, which is of course what we love. Because when companies compete, consumers win, except that that's really not what's happening. And not only is it not happening, it's being marketed like it's happening. This actually all started, I started doing like a little bit of research on peer-to-peer -peer businesses and companies that make money on peer-to-peer -peer businesses. Because I was curious about it. How big could these companies be and how much money could they really be making? It was interesting. I was listening to a podcast, I confess. Yeah, I listen to other people's podcasts. And I've been listening to this podcast about cryptocurrency and blockchain because I've been kind of trying to just learn more about that whole side of the money business and how that's all coming to change. And one of the things that a guest on the show that was talking about running a site where they bought and sold things. So like eBay, except it's eBay for, for virtual goods. So things that you use online that, they, that people buy and sell. They used an example like a gamer who might buy and sell a sword to compete in a competition or a skin, which by the way, is kind of like an outfit or a prop, something that you wear that you feel good about. Actually, you're not wearing it. Your character's wearing it but it's something unique to you and you buy these things and you buy them with real money. And he also talked about the idea that you could buy and sell things like super expensive sneakers, which by the way, if you don't know, is a really big business. And so what he was saying is he could sell the sneakers without actually ever delivering the sneakers so that the person who bought the sneakers could sell them to somebody else without ever delivering them either. And that this is actually a business. And by the way, you should know, it's not a little business. This is kind of a big business. And so the idea that you can shop and buy through someone else, that you feel like you're getting value, that you're doing some research and you're jumping around looking for it, 
really kind of makes me crazy. So now that you know that almost all the companies that you use to look at things like travel-related prices, like airlines and car rentals and home rentals and hotel rooms are all financially related, that explains something about why the search engines are so good. And it also explains something about why maybe you're not doing as well as you think you're doing booking this way. Because there's not a lot of true competition in this space. How does a happy traveling consumer get around this? First thing I'll say is you might want to consider once you look on the site, I do this all the time. Sorry, Expedia. I do this all the time. I go on and I say, I'm looking for a hotel in this area. I look at their site and all the cool hotels that they have. And then I go on the hotel sites directly and I find out what they're charging for the room. Now it's an extra step. I get it. But a lot of times I can actually do better direct. In fact, one of the things that's popped up recently on these sites is that the hotel's phone number is there. And they say, oh, you need to call us to book a direct reservation. And then you call them and you get a better price than you saw on the site. That's happened to me twice in the last two months. Except that people don't call. They book it online. They're done. They go. So one, contact the hotel directly and see if you can get a better price. Because guess who has to pay for each and every one of those hotels that are booked on any of these sites? Well, it's that hotel you're staying at. So if you can reach the hotel directly, typically you can do better because they don't have to pay that third-party vendor to drive them to their site. So as a consumer, I work hard for my money and I know you guys work hard for your money and I don't want to necessarily kill Expedia's business. I don't mean that. And at the same time, I want to do my due diligence because what I know is most people aren't going to listen to my podcast. They're going to go buy online. They're never going to second check that price. They're going to look at Trivago and they're going to think they're seeing all of the different places where they can buy and that they're getting the best alternative. When in fact, a lot of times the best alternative is actually not even showing up. Especially if you're going for more than a night, you're looking for a hotel to take your family to for a week. That's not a cheap kind of a jump. You're probably going to want to contact that hotel directly and find out what the best price is that they could provide to you directly. Second, airline tickets. We've talked about airline tickets before. And what I'll say to you is that you should always look on the site of the airline you prefer to travel with first. Now, in, in the Northeast, it's pretty much JetBlue, Southwest, Delta, or American. Now, it's not that they're not other airlines, but those are kind of the big four. And, uh, you know, there are two of the big four I like to fly on. And I'll look at those two before I put myself on any of these sites comparing tickets and flights. See, I'm a convenience flyer. I want to get from A to B. I want to hopefully go up once and come down once. I don't need the cheapest ticket. I need the most efficient ticket because time for me is my most valuable asset. If money is my most valuable asset, say I'm going home from the holidays and I'm bringing my husband and three kids. By the way, I don't have three kids. I'm just making this up. And I need five airplane tickets. Then here's what I'll say to you. It's probably not the most efficient. It's probably the most financially efficient ticket that you're looking for. 
So you may want to look on all of those sites. Sometimes you can get a discount in something else by booking a bunch of things together. And you can do that on any one of these sites I've talked about, but you could also do it directly on American Airlines. You could do, do it directly on JetBlue Airlines. You could do it directly on Marriott.com and still get a bundling discount without having to use a third-party bundler. We all spend money every year on travel, whether it's an overnight travel, it's a road trip in a car, or it's a plane trip. This is money every year that we spend either for business or for the joy of it. Take that part of the 1.6 trillion travel industry budget, whatever your slice of that money is, and figure out how to make it work better for you. One more thing I've been kind of experimenting with that I think is really interesting. In the peer-to-peer -peer business, there's an internet site where you can buy and sell gift cards. Aptly named giftcard.com, where people sell unwanted gift cards given by their relatives, I'm sure, or people that they really love, but their businesses they really don't do business with, and they sell them. They sell them for a discount, and creditcard.com makes money on the spread, meaning like the difference between what the person was able to sell it for minus a commission, they make the money in the middle. So the buyer doesn't pay it. Buyer buys the gift card at some discount off of the fair price. And the discounts vary. It really depends upon whether or not it's the kind of company that people use all the time, some of the time, or you gotta be a certain kind of consumer to buy it. So the more specialness to the discount, the bigger the discount. So as an example, when I went looking, you could buy Oh, Starbucks, Starbucks cards for about 9% off of the face value. Now, if you are a Starbucks junkie and you're there all the time, you should go to this site. Why? Because those latte blah, 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 they're kind of expensive. So being able to save 9% right off the top would be good. You can get either internet-based ones or you can get, you know, put it on your Apple Pay or you could get cards and then use them. 9%, it's a pretty good savings. You buy the credit cards, you get the information. They guarantee that they work for the amount. The gift card site guarantees that what you say they have, that they actually have, they handle complaints efficiently, they have a really good rating, kind of a nice company. However, 9%, eh, not a lot if I'm going to do a $100 gift card, right? It's not a lot of savings. It's a lot of running around. But I started looking a little further. You could get restaurant cards. So let's say you're trying to stretch that. I got to get a lot out of my vacation, vacation budget. Everybody knows families traveling, especially working class families traveling, spend a lot of money on food, food eating out at kind of regular places. And so they had 14% discount on an IHOP gift card. They had 30 of them the day I was on there. They had Applebee's and TGI Fridays and companies like that. So 
really interesting if you're planning a trip away and you know you're going to be doing some significant eating out to maybe look at these gift cards as a way to reduce the food out budget of a trip. Now, although this has nothing to do with travel, it does have something to do with business. So working women have to buy business clothes for work if they're in that kind of profession. I'm in the money profession. You have to dress up every day and look like you are prepared to, to manage their money. One of the places I really like to shop for working women's clothes is Ann Taylor. They had Ann Taylor cards out there with a discount of something like 20%. Now that's real savings. I can actually use that in addition to any savings I might get in the store from any kind of sales initiatives that they're doing. So if you're a consumer, and let's face it, if you're not a consumer, you're probably not listening to this podcast. I really like the idea of this peer-to-peer -peer site. Now, would I sell my gift cards on it? Yes. If I have a gift card that somebody gave me to an organization or a restaurant or a store that I'm never going to, and I just want to get something for it, even if I can't get everything I want for it, this is how. So if you've been carrying around that gift card for a long time, and let's say the gift card was $100 and you used $50 of it, you can actually sell what's left. It doesn't have to be a brand new, unused gift card. You could sell the residual amount. I just thought that was a very cool way to get the money out of your wallet that you're not using and get money in your wallet that you might use. I think it's a great way to help save on some of the costs of summer road trips, which are, we're that time of year again. Let's face it, we all have things that we wanna be able to do with our money. We wanna be able to travel, we need to pay our bills, we need to educate our children, we need to put food on the table. We don't want life to be a drudgery, we wanna have fun. But having fun doesn't mean that you make an instant purchase at the highest price without ever looking around and then try to figure out how to pay for it. Having fun means finding what fits in your life, what fits in your budget. Make sure you're paying the right amount of price for the thing that you really want and that you get rid of the things that don't serve you. So if you're holding that gift card for a store you're never going to, as the website says, let it go. Last, let's talk about let go. I went looking there too. I'm kind of in this peer-to-peer -peer mood now where I'm looking at money and how people are doing it. And the interesting thing about let go, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the commercial, he's trying to move and he's holding on to his gas grill and then a helicopter comes in and hands him a bunch of money and the grill goes flying away. I thought this is really clever. What could they really be doing on this site? So I finally went and looked. And what this site does is it's a peer-to-peer -peer selling site, but they focus on it being local. In fact, they recommend that you don't buy things through the mail, that you only accept cash and not credit cards, that you buy and sell with people locally. It's like more like an organized exchange and they actually aren't making any money doing it. I haven't figured out how they're affording the commercials if they aren't making any money doing it and what their long-term game plan for making money is. Maybe they get enough subscribers that they then can sell something later on. But right now, you can actually go on Let Go, take a picture of something, upload it, and you could sell it. 
They have all these tips for how to do it and how to make sure that you stay safe when you're selling to somebody that you don't know and how you meet them in a public place and some, some of the obvious things, but also some of the not as obvious things. But it, the idea is that it's a cash for product exchange between the two consumers directly. The company gets out of the way, so it is a true peer-to-peer platform. And if you have something in your garage that you have been looking at for five years and keep thinking that you're going to do something with it or maybe sell it and you never get it done, there's no real downside to getting that on a site like Let Go. And maybe somebody will help you let it go. Those are my summer spending and purchasing tips. I hope you guys are enjoying this summer. I know I am. Couldn't wait for summer. So make sure you get out there and do some living. Till we talk again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.